Hello, hello! Another episode of In The Good Company podcast. Um, as usual, my intention is to inspire and to myself and other and you guys and uh, to bring interesting people who are uh, in many dimensions and different uh, way change this world for better. Um, and today, another exciting guest, um, Tyler Page. Uh, she is a founder of Angels and Amethyst. But before I will say a little more about our conversation, um, just about today, um, I want to tell you about today. Do you know like this day when you have like so such a long to-do list and not like, oh my God, I have to do it, but like the one that really excites you. And then you drop off your kids at eight uh, o'clock and then 8.50 you get a phone call from the school that your kid throw up and you need to pick them up this kind of day today but I still thanks to Adam was able to record this episode and uh, another thing thank you to 21st century and Instagram and ability to connect with people because how other way I would come across uh, Tyler uh, and her work so super grateful for that Um, and yeah our conversation oh my god such a good one um so like as i mentioned tyler is the founder of angels and amethyst and she connects with angels um and that's all i will say you have to listen to it um she shared such a beautiful stories from her childhood tells how her work really looks like how she builds her company around her gifts and so much more and obviously one more important thing she shares with us a message for all of us for this collective uh, from the angels uh, for the current times so that was really very interesting fascinating conversation and then uh, another small digression here I was just thinking like why I'm so drawn to people who are gifted in that way who are in this um, area of kind of like a metaphysical gifts uh astrology and energy work i'm always and always throughout my life guys i mentioned that before that you know even from poland the the couple books i brought there has to be there had to be my astrology book and my uh, dream reading book my dad got me um so i was always drawn to it and such an interesting thing so i did recently uh took a course to learn uh astrogeography uh, which basically the astrology of the place so you can um, learn what are the how different planets affects your um, area of your birth uh, and then also you can find a place in the world that is really really good for you based on on those planetary lines and what i found out that where the place i was born which is warsaw and the lines that are going there for me at the time i was born one of them is actually neptune and neptune is in the um, kind of uh, way it's going through my birth uh, birth map uh, is and chart is um, that i am uh, really drawn to anything that is spiritual that is uh, metaphysical and um, it also indicates that I have uh, I'm prone to addictions <clears throat> interesting uh, but but yeah that what came up that that this world and the people and and I I'm very interested in that 
my birth time date and place indicates that I will be always throughout my life interested in in that um, in that area of life and and type of people and type of work so that was super interesting to <laughs> for me to learn now I know where it's coming from from the Neptune <laughs> anyway just a small digression let's go back to my uh, uh, amazing conversation with amazing Tyler Page and I hope you'll enjoy it find it uh, inspirational and interesting just like I did enjoy Sure. Hi, Tyler. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, we're just talking before I press record about technical issues. Not only Mercury retrograde, right? But I feel like between us, there's always like a technical issue somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we figured it out. Welcome, Tyler Page, founder of Angels and Amethyst. I'm so excited uh, to have you here and to share your story and what you're doing and how you are making this world better because I truly believe you're doing that. Um, but Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, anyway, I want to start from the question that I ask all my guests. I just like to get to, to know each other fast and deep and, you know, <laughs> open up a little bit right away. So I always love to know and have a little retrospective to the childhood. And if you can share with us any formative, interesting, you know, groundbreaking um, uh, childhood experience that really informed who you are maybe or, uh, or in any way comes up to you right now as an important one. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. And secondly, thinking back to my childhood is really an interesting thing for me because I my childhood was a beautiful one. I mm -hmm. you know, I loved my family and I loved my house and my dog and we were everything on the surface level was great. Mm -hmm. But me as a kid I didn't fit in and I was really bullied. So a lot of my childhood has this kind of fog over it of almost disassociation from the pain of being bullied every day. I didn't fully ground into my body. Um, also, as a child, I had night terrors. Almost every single night, I felt presences near my bed. And I've always oh had an on-the-surface level connection with spirit. And as a kid, I was so in fear. And so a lot of my childhood, even though it seemed like idyllic, was really plagued with feeling misunderstood and bullied. And so because of that, it's like my consciousness was always a little bit outside of my body. I was always a little bit disassociated. My head was always a little bit in the clouds. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there's certain zodiac signs and tells in the birth chart that can kind of they're heavy things for signs and um, geometry for children to hold and you age into it a lot more gracefully. But I think Scorpio in the eighth house, Pisces in the 12th house, Capricorn, those are some planets that are really heavy energies to hold as a kid or navigate as a kid. And I would say my childhood really defined me to or one of the really defining factors was feeling like I didn't fit in and forging my own path. So 
that's Aww, really I'm sorry. yeah <laughs> it's so interesting you see that's why I love those stories because look like you said you have idyllic childhood when it comes to your parents great parents house family dog right mm-hmm. and kids I, I love those stories and I get chills now because kids are we are so sensitive we were so sensitive yeah. as a kid and I'm looking at my daughters now and and even if you know do your best the sensitivity can grasp and take in some things that you know we may not even be aware understand as parents or obviously yeah. at that point and then it 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 transformed in some kind of traumatic experience oh, yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> no that's okay but I'm glad you found your path <laughs> yeah I think that when I was a kid also uh-huh. society was so different like we didn't talk about like ghosts or astrology or spirits I was lucky my mom was actually an astrologer so I was raised with it and with more awareness than like normal maybe but I feel like everyone is so much more awake now and when kids are having like night terrors and saying I'm seeing spirits around me and I'm scared I feel like parents in this generation would handle it completely differently than when I was growing up Oh my gosh, hundred percent. And if it's something like astrology, I, you know, my older daughter is so hyper energetic and obviously Mm. as a parent these days, I'm like, oh my God, that she has HDHD or something. Like I start (laughs) getting nervous. And then I did her chart and she's a Leo and Leo, uh, Leos are energetic. Are just so like everything in her chart said, she's always on the move. She's just like (laughs) this ball of energy. And, and, you know, it all made sense and released this pressure between us. But anyway, I love that. that yeah thank you so much again for sharing that and your vulnerability and um yeah and and uh just bringing that perspective so interesting but anyway let's go back to you now um yeah angels and amethyst is your company and you um connect with angels yes um and we did the reading together it's incredible i have to say Um, Oh, thank you. So many interesting (laughs) insights. But tell me and tell us how did it all started? Like you said, you're a child who already had some connection and did not fit in. But how, going from childhood, how you discovered your gifts, and then how the you started decided to bring in a form of business and having your own company and sharing these gifts with others. Yeah, absolutely. So. Like I said, childhood, it was right on the surface for me, which is very common for a lot of children that they have these things right on the surface. And it's very common to also close up and get so scared because we're not part of a society that values those gifts or even talks about it. So, well, now, I mean, it's different, like I said, but um, a little better, a little better. (laughs) Um, So from there, I was completely spiritually blindfolded. I didn't want to talk to angels and I didn't want to talk to spirit and I didn't want to talk to whatever scary stuff was around me. I was completely closed off. If I could not touch it, I didn't want it. (laughs) Um, Did it still was coming to you? Did you still like sometimes have this moment that you saw something and you were like, okay, I don't want it. Yes. So I, from that place of fear, Mm -hmm. I attracted very low vibrational frequencies and energies to me. I attracted like spirits that were having a hard time passing on and kind of this like, I don't know, it felt like this almost nebulous gray energy around me all the time. And Mm -hmm. I hit rock bottom in my life because I wasn't listening to my own intuition either. I was just completely hands tied behind my back with a spiritual blindfold on my third eye. And I was in a toxic relationship. My health was awful. 
I felt stuck and lost and heavy on my path. And I just felt so out of alignment. So finally I hit rock bottom and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I called my angels in and I did a meditation and, um, I started to feel like their love around me. And I started to not get so scared because I had already hit rock bottom. So I was like, what else can anything happen? Like, um, and Um, so from there, I started doing little readings for myself, for my best friend, for my mom. And then there was a really, um, special moment in my path of life where I went on a cabin trip with my friends and everyone wanted a reading from me. So I brought my cards and we sat in that cabin. We put on the game of Thrones soundtrack. We lit a fire (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) yeah. And I did readings back to back to back for all of my friends. And that was the first time I realized everyone's angels are different when I did it back to back to back. I was like, they're all many people in one room and like, oh God, I got it. Yeah. And they all communicated differently. They all felt different. They all had different colors around them. And from there, it just kind of spiraled. It's almost like, you know, with our life path and as this is a podcast for business owners and women in business, it's so apparent when we're in the flow of our purpose and what we're meant to be doing. And when we're trying to fit a square peg into a a circular hole and I was trying to be an actress and a comedy writer and I was pushing myself in that way. And I just did not feel an alignment, but I didn't know what else to do. And I'd gone to school for theater And so finally, people just started coming to me after I read for all of my friends and they were like, hey, we heard you do readings. And for one full year, I said, you know what, whoever wants a reading from me, come to me and I'll give you a reading for free, but just know that I'm practicing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so that year got crazy. Word spread and a bunch of people came to me. And then the following year, I said, okay, I'm going to charge $30 for a reading. And I was so nervous to charge anything for my work or, and so then more people started coming and then more people, and it just kind of organically grew. And then the real like blessing on this path has been the pandemic actually, because I was still a waitress for the first two years of Angels and Amethyst. Mm-hmm. I was like a lot wait- of entrepreneurs and people who start business, you know, you hold yeah. to your old job and, and try to bring in income as you build something, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, have a lot of Capricorn in my chart and I'm definitely a realist when it comes to having a plan. And I was like, okay, I think I have enough business now to go out and do my own thing without waitressing, but I don't want to rely on this. I don't want to put that pressure on this. I want this to have the ability to breathe and come to me naturally and people to find me when they're meant to, not because I need it in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so it's an interesting thing with a service like I'm providing because I just want to leave room for the universe to fill that space. And so I stayed waitressing two days a week and was doing readings all basically all days of the week. And from there, I got two residencies in crystal shops, one in Ojai and one in LA that really grew my business as well. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I, before I was having people over to my house. So I only did it for people who knew people that I knew because they were coming to my house. Once the Mm -hmm. internet opened up and everyone could come virtually, 
I never had to wait a table again in my life because I'm doing readings for people all across the globe. I've actually read for people on every continent except Antarctica. So if anyone knows anyone <laughs> on Antarctica, <laughs> please refer them to me. <laughs> oh, my uncle went there for 120 days one time, but he's already passed on. So <laughs> wow. <laughs> But, uh, oh my God, that's incredible. What an incredible story. Um, and yeah, there is a wait for your services. And I know that firsthand because I was waiting a few months. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think you found me through To Be Magnetic, which was also a really huge like yes. blessing for her to um, put me on her March favorites list. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I yeah, I found you through Atara. Uh, oh okay yeah uh, but but yeah through, through that circle um I love that I love that story and uh, and organicness of it and you know I feel like there's still even I rediscover rediscovering this area for me because you know I'm a I came from Poland which is pretty uh pretty uh kind of uh, uh you know strict and very uh, down to earth country and, and my both parents are engineers and there's always I'm uh, very very drawn to people who um, who have those abilities I believe we all of we, we all have them you know I agree just use them to for different things or use them like you purposely you know for what they are intended for but we all have them but I love that story how um how it all happened to you you know from kind of being rejected and and bullied and and then kind of accepting um those gifts and making uh, them into something fruitful for you and others really because it is really and what what you brought very interesting about pandemic you know I feel like um whenever the like world is unstable, we go to God, you know, or to other, um, um, other um, spheres mm -hmm. because everything that is, you know, realistic here on earth is very unstable and we want some kind of guidance, right? So do you see also spike because of like instability of our times, do you think? Yeah, in the first month of COVID, I did a reading for like COVID and the general population and my Instagram like doubled right away during COVID time. So I think that overall, there's been a massive awakening and shift to come inward and connect to ourselves and our intuition and, and really connect to our true life purpose and path. Yes. This has been such a great, uh, I think they call it the great resignation or something like so yeah. uh, such a high percentage of people have switched jobs Four million have, people resign like I think yes it's that. Mm -hmm. yes so there's a whole new wave of entrepreneurs and people following their passion and showing up to be of service through their gifts to the world it's really great yeah and you know even as they are like for my for example me why I was seeking you I I'm going through this transition too as many many people out there you know I discovered that what I was doing before does not fit me and it it does not bring me joy it does actually opposite to me in my life 
and I want to find my calling. And, you know, sometimes during this journey, you, you want to have this reassurance or this guidance that is not, you know, the one that is here, but it's from up there uh, because it's scary, because it's terrifying. It's, it's uncertain. And, 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 you know, having reading with me, with you uh, just did that for me. It, it was just this reassurance of my direction on some level. And, and, you know, it kept me going until I'll have to call you again. <laughs> yeah. I always, say let joy be your gps like yes that was my don't. question to you because yeah. you accepted your gift and you transitioned mm -hmm. to this you know area okay now i will make it my thing and my business and and what i'm doing full time what is your advice to people um who who are now like quit their job i can't do it anymore i want to find what brings me is that, is that the, the 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 compass the joy yeah so it's interesting because a lot of us need to reprogram subconscious scripts in our minds that tell us this has to be hard to be worthwhile, or I have to sacrifice before I can do X, Y, Z. And so I think I was definitely living that a little bit of scarcity consciousness of, you know, fully committing to this path and what I wanted to do. Oops, my just fell out. <laughs> Is it technical um, issues? Are, do we, yeah. are we having a technical? I just yeah, checked like, the box. <laughs> yeah. Like you have being a waitress and still being like, okay, I can't do it full time. I want to, yeah. you know, yeah. let it go. But maybe there was also some fear there, right? Like you didn't want yeah. to do it full time to something that was really aligned with you, right? Yeah. And fear can often hide itself as practicality. But really, I knew and a good friend of mine was like, you need to just commit to it because once you do, the empty space will be filled. And she was 100% right. Um, so I think for people who are really scared to start their own thing, I think it, it is really boils down to some more fear about their worthiness or their ability or trusting that their path is for them. And yeah, like I was saying before, let joy be your GPS, because that is truly why we're here to be lit up, to be in abundance, to be connected. And anything that makes us feel restricted or closed or stuck, that is a message from your team and your body and your higher self and your soul that you're out of alignment with the flow of what you're meant to be doing. And when you're in alignment, it feels I'm not saying it's not work. Like I show up and I put a lot of hours into building this, but I love it. And so that's the difference is that I'm lit up and excited to do it every day. Yeah. And when you love it, it's the different kind of work. You know, I often think mm -hmm. now of this paradigm, you know, work hard. And when you really um, love what you do, sometimes I feel like I work a lot, but, and I, I feel guilty because it does not feel like work. It feels like play yeah. because yeah. I love to do it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but I totally see what you're saying. So there's one more thing that you said that is very interesting. Um, and I want to ask you more about it. Uh, you said that we need to, um, kind of reprogram our uh, subconscious like our neuro programming yeah how do we do that is it kind of like noticing what we are thinking and challenging ourselves on that what are your what is your advisor like how how do you how do you do it or how you yeah recommend I'm, to approach that because that sounds like what <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> let's reprogram our subconscious yeah, I'm definitely not an expert in it, but it's something I've taught myself to do. I yeah. almost think of it like 
we have a rubber band ball of thoughts and feelings that manifest as just heaviness on our hearts and our crowns. When I'm in readings, those are the two most common blocks that I feel. And it takes a dedicated and vigilant commitment to self awareness and brutal self-honesty. And it comes down to really looking at the thoughts each day. I like to call it your inner villain, which is synonymous for the ego, but I like to call it the inner villain because Mm -hmm. if you say what it's saying to you out loud in a Disney villain voice, it just sounds ridiculous. (laughs) Like, you know, you'll never make it or whatever it is. Um, And so just starting to really notice the moments where you feel like I can't do it and don't take that for the answer dig deeper and be like what's coming up why do I feel that and what was the earliest time in my life I can remember feeling like this whether it was not getting picked for a baseball team or whatever it is we cling on to these false narratives from a really young age and a huge portion of adulthood is just detangling those rubber band balls of those shadows and painful wounds from the past so that we can fully be in our abundance yeah yeah oh my god I love that and that's why I love to bring the childhood because I feel like there's like so much things like my therapist used to say you grow up and I say it fifth time on this podcast but you grow up to heal your inner child and I feel like and it's not because like you said, like you are such a great example. I love the sh- the story you shared. Like sometimes the childhood may feel and look idyllic, but they because kids are so sensitive, because they pick up on so many levels on everything and something that you would never think may be a traumatic experience or create a blockage, creates yeah. a blockage for the adult later because you've seen, for example, I don't know, parents saying like, oh, you can be an artist. Artists don't have money. You know, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's the story that is programming you, right? Because that's, as a kid, obviously you're going to trust this adult, <laughs> you know? They exactly. Don't. And I think also like, at least in my case and from a lot of people I've talked to, kids have a really great ability to disassociate from things and to protect themselves by kind of stepping out of their body a little bit and losing themselves in cartoons or play or this or that. And they do, they're not as consciously aware of, the scripts being programmed in their head they just take it for fact yeah 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 oh my gosh I love it (laughs) so can I just ask about your craft a little deeper (laughs) of course (laughs) so do you like see people or see colors or how if you want to share if you don't want to share please please don't but no of course um so it's always different and who I'm reading for their abilities and the way their angels connect with them kind of reflects how they're coming through to me, whether it's sensation in the physical body, whether it's hearing words, whether it's seeing colors, whether it's seeing symbols. And so oftentimes I see colors around angels. Um, It's a common misconception. I don't work with archangels, although they are really beautiful. I work with pure angelic source energy. So it's really easy to project human boundaries and consciousness onto something that is so numinous and ineffable. Mm -hmm. Um, They are not restricted by any physical form or name, even the word angel is technically limiting to their vibrance. Um, So that's like an energy. 
Yes. And, and each form of that energy is perfectly tailored to our soul and our higher self and is with us through our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is so fascinating. I just love what you do. And I love the times we are in, because like you said, I feel like we are so much more conscious and open to different uh, ideas of spirituality and connection. And we are aware of energy. And, you know, I always think I had a witch before on my podcast, Kiki, and, Mm. and um, I also was thinking about this idea I have for so many years, especially women who have more of those abilities, looks like it. Um, we're tormented for it and not accepted yeah. and rejected. And I feel like yeah. still a lot of people, you know, I had a friend who, you know, I was playing with Tara and I was like, can I do reading for you? And she was like, no, never. I don't want it. I don't want it around mm. me, you know? And there's still yeah. people who are very blocked or, or not accepting towards that. But I feel like times are changing. And, and I love that because like yeah. we said before, right? We all have those gifts. And if we have something that can help others guide them in their journey, like for me, it's crazy that you wouldn't want to use it, right? <laughs> I agree. And and to go back to what you were saying about that witch wound of, yes, I believe that that is so prevalent in the collective consciousness and the pain body of women for millennia, we were told it's not safe to be powerful. It's not safe to be connected to your spiritual knowing. You will be literally killed for being yes. different, to being outside of the norm, to having your own relationship with spirit. And so that lives on in the DNA on a cellular level in all of us. And that's why I think, you know, all all of this great awakening in this moment is so powerful because I, that witch wound almost stopped me from doing this business. I was so terrified of people persecuting me for my knowledge, for people telling me that I was, you know, cursed or condemned or whatever it was. But then I realized that was all my ego. That was all me needing to be liked. And what was more important was for me to be of service and the right people have always been attracted to me for that. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Like just, just to be free to be you, right? And this yeah. which, which won't, as you said, still show up for you in some way, right? On the beginning. Yeah. Um, I love that. So um, I we were kind of talking before. <laughs> um, no, before I will ask you that question, I want to know more. So what do you see? What do you see? Um, how do you see uh, angels and amethyst growing? Like, what is your vision? Do you even have a vision? Or you are still kind of playing, like you just started, it just started booming. Or do you even have thoughts like this? Is it just about helping as many people as possible? Or are you thinking like, I want to grow it. I want to build something from it, something beautiful and accessible to even more. So there's more people who can benefit from it. Like what? Yeah. So I love this question because it forces me to think about this too. And it's something I have been thinking about about a lot lately. And when I started Angels and Amethyst, my mission statement was to connect as many people as possible to their angels and their path of highest good. Um, And I feel a special emphasis in my heart towards helping younger women in toxic relationships because that was my story for a lot of years. And that was really a time of major spiritual remembering for me was hitting rock bottom in that toxic relationship. Um, So that being said, moving forward, I am 
writing a book. I do want to create more courses and I do want to give more people the tools to connect to their angels using my methods and what has worked for me. I'm completely self-taught. So I have a lot of different unique ways that haven't been influenced by anyone else or other lines of study when it comes to my angel readings. Um, so yeah, I hope to create courses and books and, you know, give, um, talks or connect with people in larger groups than just one-on-one sessions. I also hope to one day, and this is just a dream of mine. So if anyone out there listening to be a part of some sort of retreat, to have some sort of spiritual wellness retreat where I give readings and help lead workshops on angelic connection in the parameters of that as well. Oh my God, that sounds so beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, a really great idea. I think it just like to go somewhere and to really connect, you know, um, I think it can be huge because we are all striving with all this, uh, you know, now uh, with pandemic forcing us to be w- within us, but also going outside. The only place we could go outside is nature. I feel like there's like a greater need of co- and also kind of trend of connecting, like a good trend. Trend. I feel like it's a bad word, but kind of some we are rediscovering this right and yeah. people love uh, and it just sounds so, so, so angelic <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm all about creating heaven on earth love that okay so I have just two more questions for you sure. uh, Tyler first one is we're kind of talking that maybe you can um, share some kind of a message for community whoever is listening to it from your angels is there is anything that comes up for you now and I got chills I don't know why That you know you want to share that people should know at this point. And again, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, please don't. But that would be great to kind of like, if there's anything collective that that angels are telling us. So I feel this collective phoenix energy in this moment. There's so much of the shedding of the ashes of the past so that we can burst into flame and our true potential, our true light, our true power. And it's like, this is such a moment collectively of beautiful chaos. I like to call it the holy darkness because it's like, yeah, darkness has the connotation of being scary and unknown, but it's also womb-like and restorative and life-giving. And so we're in this moment between cycles where it's time to really cut cords to the past of what isn't working for you and have the trust to sift through holy darkness and have the patience to move forward and know that what is in alignment will come in and fill that space in perfect timing. And sometimes that's more beautiful than we can create for ourselves, but truly authenticity plus uh, trust and patience is the formula for abundance, love, beauty, joy. And the last thing I want to say is please invite your angels in because the astrology for the end of this year is very intense and ask your angels to lead you on your path of highest good. I'll actually share the prayer. I start my sessions with so that you can all have it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's angels, ancestors, guides, please guide me with your divine 
unconditional love on my path of highest good. And our angels are just so excited collectively that people are remembering them, are remembering their birthright of connection and are being invited in. It's just very beautiful. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's such an important message to kind of trust you know, even in the dark t- time to, to find this trust and ground in yourself and, and trust that everything will be okay. And, and there is a light, right? Because every darkness, from every darkness, after every night, there is a day. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing this. Of course. Um, and then one more final one that I always ask, because we learn from each other constantly on many levels, I believe, and I learn so much and always do from my, uh, my uh, guests. Um, is there is anything technology-wise uh, technology or gadget or book or podcast or, or anything that inspires you or helps you run your business or your life or anything that you are like obsessed with lately? My latest guest, was, it was swimming which is amazing because when you think about it, it's like, you know, you're swimming and you are just so disconnected from anything. And it's kind of like an in-wound experience, right? Mm. Yeah. I thought of it this way, but so anything goes, anything that may inspire others or is, is important or inspiring or you're obsessed with right now. Well, one book that I'm really obsessed with, which is not unique to me because it's such a classic, is Women Who Run With the Wolves. That book has been life-changing for me. It really is dense and it's really a lot. But like I was talking about earlier of detangling that rubber band ball of emotions and shadows and fears that book explores the female psyche and the wild nature of women through folklore. And it took me about five years to read and it took her 10 years to write Dr. Um, Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And if she was like, at the end of the book, if you've read this faster than three years, you need to go back and dig deeper because this is, it's very dense material. So it's not something to, expect to just get through and take the lessons from it's really a beautiful spiritual experience of tapping in and remembering our wild nature as women and just like what you were saying how there's always light that fills the darkness that's a main theme of that book is the death life or the life death life nature of the female cyclical rhythms and patterns to the earth and it's just so beautiful and I think right now as we're shown how precarious life is during the chaos of this pandemic it's never been a more important time than connecting to our wild feminine and uh, rewilding ourselves and coming back to who we are without this sanitized modern version of life that we're all participating in. Mm, I love it. And this is the third time I'm hearing in the last three weeks about this book. So I think it's a sign that I need to get it. (laughs) It's amazing. It's literally, I heard it today. Somebody was mentioning and I was reading and this book was mentioned and I, and I hear it all the time that it's an incredible, incredible book. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, Taylor, I'm going to obviously link all your website and, and Instagram and everything for, um, for listeners to connect with you. But is there anything that you are, you have in works or you want to share, especially from your offerings or, um, or anything you want to share? 
Um, thanks for that question. Right now, it's a little too premature to share what I'm working on, but I am currently booking for November for my readings. I'm not sure when this will come out. Um, it's a beautiful time of year for either an angel reading. I also do birth chart readings. Um, and so, yeah, if people feel called to explore their angels, connecting to their own intuitive wisdom, I will say that working with angels is all about honoring your free will. I believe that we create the future in each present moment. So my readings are less quote unquote, telling the future or predicting the future and more about helping you find the healing, the clarity and the guidance to create the highest possible timeline for yourself in this moment. So if that feels supportive to you, then yeah, all of the links shared will take you to me. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Just one more thing, because you said something and it, now it's popping for me and I want to just go back for a second because it's <laughs> sure. also the second time I'm hearing it because you mentioned that we are having like the, the end of the year will be turbulent. And I heard it as I'm now starting to dive into astrology, which was always present in my life. And I, I now I, I love it to get in fully. And, and I hear this November that it will be uh, intense month for us, even like planetary wise. Is that yeah. what you're referring to or? It's both because just in my meditations and my, my heart, I feel that like October is kind of the calm before the storm energetically. It's like a time to kind of prepare and to go inward and to get ready for the colder, darker months. And that's definitely not to scare anyone because yes. my birthday is in November and you know, <laughs> I'm going to be celebrating and finding a way to have joy in November, but <laughs> it's just an energetic feeling I've had around the end of the year. And I'm pretty sure that astrology will confirm it. I kind of lead with my intuition and then check astrology secondary. Um, but I'll have to look at my ephemeris. I believe if I'm not mistaken, there might be the Uranus um, Saturn square that's been defining this this month. It might hit again, uh, November, December, I'm not sure. And, and I think we're coming into an eclipse as well. I have yeah. to double check that though. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> well we survived thousands of years uh, <laughs> we, will, exactly. we will go through another storm and after exactly. you know, stormy two years <laughs> and I like to say like these exact circumstances that we're living through are perfectly tailored for our ascension evolution and remembering they are exactly the circumstances we need to come into our full power and remembrance and there's nothing to fear in that regard I love that. And I was actually, this is something that I was thinking about today, listening to something. And I was thinking that really in this toughest moment, you look at all this pandemic, such a hard moment for all of us on so many levels, not mentioned to people who were actually sick or, you know, mm -hmm. lost their lives or whatever. It was hard. Let's be honest. It was hard, scary, fearful on all of us. Yeah. And there's still so much good stuff coming up from uh, from this, you know, everybody's self-working or, uh, you know, going closer to nature or they're just, there are good stuff coming in when we, you know, do the work and dig into the lesson that is behind this darkness or whatever tough moment it is, right? Yeah, exactly. And we just a few weeks ago had Mabin, which is the point of the year that's equal parts darkness and light. And that's so much how I'm feeling right now. Like this year has been the most beautiful and the hardest year of my entire life. Like I lost my mom this year, which was earth shattering, yeah. but I also fell in love with my soulmate. And so it's like 
just such a profound and deep and it's exactly going back to that women who run with the wolves life death life new life cycle and that's what we have to we've been so sanitized of the death part of that cycle we like to pretend that it doesn't exist or not really acknowledge it or fear it but it's really just making room for new life and yeah. and not being attached to everything that is around exactly. us right? because that attachment yeah. caused the pain you know yes I was thinking because I know that and I'm so sorry about hearing about your mom but you Thanks. know I lost my father too and my pain was so mm. long because I hold to him so much for so many years you know and yeah. it's not about letting go and I meaning forgetting but letting yeah. go of that attachment and opening to a new right so yeah that you said that I got so many chills now (laughs) yeah I just came in Um, oh hello thank you thank you Tyler I will stop recording but I would love to chat for a minute with you more